This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. More classified documents found, this time at Mike Pence's home. Georgia election report on Trump to remain secret. And US to approve Abrams tanks for Ukraine war. It's Wednesday, January 25. I'm Anthony Davis. Documents marked as classified were discovered at former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence's Indiana home last week, and he has turned those classified records over to the FBI, his attorney said on Tuesday. The attorney Greg Jacob sent a letter to the National Archives on January 18, notifying them of the documents, and in a separate letter on January 22, notified the archives that the FBI came to the former vice president's home to collect them. The discovery puts Mike Pence in the company of his former boss, Donald Trump, and President Joe Biden, after documents with classified markings were found at their residences. Jacob said in the letter dated January 18 to the National Archives that out of an abundance of caution, Pence had engaged outside counsel to review records stored in his home after reports about the materials found at Biden's residence. Council identified a small number of documents that could potentially contain sensitive or classified information interspersed throughout the records, Jacob wrote in the letter. Vice President Pence immediately secured those documents in a locked safe, pending further direction on proper handling from the National Archives, he said. Joe Biden, whose documents dated from his time as vice president, and Trump, who resisted turning over the items, leading to an FBI search, are both facing special counsel investigations by the Justice Department over improper handling of classified materials. During a presidential transition period, the records from each administration are supposed to be turned over to the legal custody of the U.S. National Archives. It's unlawful to knowingly or willfully remove or retain classified material. Failure to properly store and secure classified material poses risks to national security if it should fall into the wrong hands. A final report produced by a special grand jury tasked with investigating whether then-President Donald Trump and his allies broke the law as they tried to overturn his 2020 election defeat in Georgia will remain under wraps for now. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney said he was considering whether to release the report after hearing arguments from prosecutors who urged it be kept secret until they decide whether to file any charges and a coalition of media organisations which pressed for its release. He said he would further reflect on the party's arguments and would reach out with any questions before making a final decision. He also said he anticipated his eventual decision would be appealed. 
The report is expected to include recommendations for Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis on possible criminal prosecution. If McBurney decides to disseminate the report, as the special grand jury urged, he must also determine whether any parts should be redacted. The investigation is one of several that threaten potential legal consequences for the disgraced former president as he seeks re-election in 2024. Over a period of roughly seven months, the special grand jury heard from dozens of witnesses, including high-profile Trump allies, such as former attorney Rudy Giuliani and Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, and high-ranking Georgia officials such as Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Governor Brian Kemp. Willis began investigating shortly after a recording of a January 2021 phone call between Trump and Raffensperger became public. In that call, the president suggested that the state's top elections official, a fellow Republican, could find the votes needed to overturn his loss to Democrat Joe Biden. In what would be a reversal, the Biden administration is poised to approve sending M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, US officials said yesterday, as international reluctance to send tanks to the battlefront against the Russians begins to erode. A decision to send 30 or more tanks could be announced as soon as today, though it could take months for the tanks to be delivered. U.S. officials said details are still being worked out. One official said the tanks would be bought under an upcoming Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative package, which provides longer-range funding for weapons and equipment to be purchased from commercial vendors. By agreeing to send the Abrams at an as-yet unspecified time under the assistance initiative, the administration is able to meet German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's demand for an American commitment without having to send the tanks immediately. Until now, the US has resisted providing its own M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, citing extensive and complex maintenance and logistical challenges with the high-tech vehicles. The administration's reversal comes just days after a coalition of more than 50 senior defence officials from Europe and beyond met in Germany to discuss Ukraine's war needs. Ukrainian leaders have been urgently requesting tanks, but Germany has resisted mounting pressure either to supply its own tanks or clear the way for other countries such as Poland to send the German-made tanks from their own stocks. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said the deployment of Western tanks would trigger unambiguously negative consequences. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. 
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.